guys, welcome back to our third episode. Today we are here with Anna, Michelle, and me. We're just going to talk to you guys about our testimonies um, and kind of why we started this podcast. So we kind of hope that by you guys hearing our faith journeys will help benefit your own spiritual life. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with Anna. And let's get right into it. So today we're going to be telling our testimonies. I'm going to start and then we'll go to Julie and then finish with Michelle. Um, So I'll start. So I'm 24 and I've been I've been Catholic for my whole life. My family's very Catholic. Um, I I have always been I've always gone to Catholic school. I went to a super Catholic middle and high school and then a really Catholic college. But for my whole life, up honestly, till like just a couple months ago, faith was always a part of my life, but it was just a part. It was never my full life. Um, and it was always just, especially when I was younger, it was all about like, I guess, sort of checking off boxes. Like you go to Sunday mass, you pray with your family, say grace before meals, Um, Like, always had religion classes, like, for as long as I can remember. But it never had anything to do with relationship for me. Um, So, yeah, it was like that all through high school. And then I went to a really Catholic college. um, And there were definitely periods throughout college where I would say I had, like, small encounters in a more like relationship form with God through like just harder things that I went through. But even then it was never anything super consistent or it was more of like a give and take sort of thing where I would like ask him to help me with something. And then if it was resolved, I would thank him, but it was never anything consistent or any deeper than that. Um, so sadly that was how it was all through college. Then I graduated, I graduated college two years ago. So in 2019, the fall of that year was probably the first time I ever was, I ever realized I really did need a more consistent relationship with God and a more consistent prayer life. And I started journaling for a while. So I would just basically like write letters to God like every day or every other day. Um, And that was really good for a while. Um, But it didn't last super long because I mean, I'm just bad at journaling. Like my brain moves like a million miles an hour and like my hand goes like one. (laughs) So so it's like, I just like couldn't get the words out on the paper. So it like never made sense. So I would say that lasted for like about like five months. Um, so then beginning of 2020, uh, my prayer life kind of fizzled out again. And that lasted up through quarantine. So I was quarantined for, I think about five weeks. I wasn't working. I was just at family. Um, and so whenever I pray, I like it to be silent and in my own space. 
And, like, when you're living with five people in a small house, like, you don't really have that. So, there were, the whole time for those five weeks, there was always a thought in my head that I needed to pray, but I could never get myself to do it. It was, like, it was always there in the back of my head, but I would always just brush it away and be like, oh, no, like, I don't, like, I, I just can't find the perfect time and place. So, then I just wouldn't try and I wouldn't do it. And so... I want to say about like four weeks into it, there was one night I was sitting on my bed, just like scrolling on my phone. And I was like, I distinctly remember I was like, it was like really strong in the back of my head that night. Like I needed to pray, but I still like, I just couldn't get myself to put down my phone and to just do it. But then I'm scrolling on my phone and all of a sudden I get a text from this girl who I don't think I had spoken to in like over a year. She went to my college but I hadn't talked to her since we graduated and she randomly texted me and she was like, and I, I'm thinking of you, I'm in adoration right now. And she said something like Jesus put it on my heart to tell you that he misses you and he wants to talk to you. And she was like, I just thought I need to tell you that. And I was like, literally so shocked. I was Mm -hmm. like, And I was, like, sitting there. I was, like, this is so sad. It literally got to the point where God needed to text me to tell me to pray. (laughs) This is so sad. But I, like, could not believe that because I knew the whole time. Like, I could, like, literally feel him trying to get me to pray. But I wasn't doing it. And so, like, that's what he had to do to get my attention. So I was, like, all right, this is serious. Like, I actually need to do this. So, so then like that night I just I like went and found a quiet place and then just like sat and like even then I didn't really I didn't know what to say but like I just told him that I was like like I'm sorry I haven't been praying but like I don't even know like what to say or like I don't know how to pray or like what to say to you but even that brought me so much peace like just Mm -hmm. just acknowledging that and like acknowledging that he's there it just brought so much peace. So that was always in the back of my head. Like anytime I would get into like a worse pattern of praying, like anytime I would kind of like fall back into that, I would, I always remembered that. Like I have a screenshot of that text on my phone because it always reminds me. But later that year, I, I got a new job. So I was commuting two hours a day, uh, six days a week. And, and so I started not every day, but I started using that time to talk to God. So I literally will just talk like he's in the passenger seat with me and just like talk about what's on my heart, like pray for people. Um, and, and that like really put me on a high because that was the first time I think ever that I had had a consistent it felt like a friendship and I think that was the first time I ever experienced that um and that started so that started fall of 2020 um and that like kind of put me on a high for like six months um just because it was so new and I mean it was basically like the beginning of a relationship it was so new and it was exciting um but then the beginning of this year, I think around like March, um, I kind of hit a, 
a rut, I guess, um, because it was it was so good. Like I was so grateful that I had started forming that relationship with him. But I felt like I I wasn't learning anything new about him, and I just felt like there was so much I didn't know, and I just didn't really know where to go from there. So like I had the foundation, I had the relationship, but I didn't know where to go and like what resources to use to start learning more about him to get closer to him. Um, So I just felt really stagnant. um, And like, I just wasn't growing anymore. So then that lasted up until July. And July was where everything changed. (laughs) So that was when we had our family reunion. Um, So like, I went in expecting like, I knew it was going to be fun. But I was, it was like way more than fun. Like it was literally like the best weekend of my whole life, honestly. <laughs> more than just the soccer games. Yeah, that's exactly. what it usually is. Yeah, because normally anytime we all hung out, it was just like chill catching up and then we would just play sports. Yes. So, but it was so much more than that, which was, mm-hmm. it was so amazing. So when we first got there, we all kind of started talking about like, our college experiences. Um, And then from there, we started, we randomly started talking about like a podcast that we listened to. And we realized that we listened to the same one, which is Sadie Robertson's. uh, Shout out Sadie Robinson. Shout out Sadie Robinson. (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Put us on your podcast. (laughs) Huge fans. (laughs) So then from there, we never talked about faith. Like our family always saw the Kilmers growing up like at least like once or twice a year and we would always like hang out and like catch up but we i don't think we ever talked or you would run away from us when we'd show up to yeah we (laughs) walk by you when we show up to grandma's like hey hey all right yeah Yeah, you got there nine hour car ride (laughs) (laughs) so like that was the first time we had ever like sat down and talked about faith Mm -hmm. and so we were talking about the podcast for a while and then i think julie said something about how she was like, yeah, I like, I just realized how mediocre I've been living. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess that's like a good word for it. And then she said, she was like, yeah, because like, when we get to heaven, God's not gonna sit there and be like, oh, yeah, Anna, you know, like, you're not the worst. Like, you didn't do the worst (laughs) stuff. So like, yeah, Mm -hmm. come on in. (laughs) Yeah, it's not gonna work like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Because And, like, I realized, like, that's how I've been living. Like, it's not like I was doing anything terrible. But, like, living, not not doing the worst stuff, that's not living out of love. Like, when, Mm. I mean, that's, like, a toxic relationship. Like, you know what you're doing hurts them, but it doesn't hurt as bad as other things you could be doing. Like, that's, Mm. that's, like, a toxic relationship. So, after that, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's so right. And I just realized that, like, Like, I was living mediocre in that, like, faith was always a part of my life, but it was only a part. Like, I didn't – it didn't flow into any other areas of my life. Um, So we started talking to our cousins um, and, like, asking questions and getting all this advice from them, um, which was so good and so eye-opening. And it just made me realize, like, we need to ask these questions – Because, like, anytime I'd ever have a question about my faith before, it was either, like, oh, like, it's not that big of a deal or, like, I'll learn it later in, like, in church or, like, 
in class or something like that. Like it was never something that I sought out, but like I've been realizing that you can't get to know someone without, or you can't grow to love someone without getting to know them, without asking Mm -hmm. those questions. Mm -hmm. You can't grow in a deeper relationship with them. Um, so, so since then we've just talked like so much about faith and like just sharing like different podcasts and books, um, that have helped us like learn more. Um, and just, yeah, like just talking about it all the time and like our daily experiences. Mm -hmm. And I just realized like, I want God in every part of my life and I, I don't want to keep him out of areas Like, I don't want him to just be in some areas and other areas. I'm like, no, like, I don't want you to be there. Because, like, that's also, like, like, if that was a human relationship, like, that's, that's kind of like a toxic friend when you're like, oh, I'll have you around sometimes, but other times I don't want you to see what I'm doing. Like, that's just, like, only when I need you. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, friendship of, like, utility. So, Yeah, so, like, I just realized, like, I want him in every aspect of my life because he's literally the reason that I'm here. Like, he's the reason I exist. And, like, he's my beginning and my end. So, like, life just, like, like, without that, it's it's just empty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it's just the beginning and, like, there's so much to work on. But it's so cool how much it's opened my eyes already and, like, made me realize so many so many areas I need to work on but like realizing that he's there through all of it and he loves you through all of it and it's not like he's just gonna love you once you're the perfect I mean because you're never gonna be perfect but like he's not gonna love you once you get to a certain point he loves you at your lowest Mm -hmm. at your middle at your highest he he loves you the whole way um and and yeah and there was just one quote in this book I was reading by Mother Teresa and she was like She said something like faith reveals God in all things. And it's so true because the more I've, I've been like trying to deepen my faith, the more I've been able to see God in, in like all these people I encounter throughout the day. And in like, Mm -hmm. in my work and everything I do, like you just notice the God moment so much more, which has been so cool. Um, So yeah, that's basically it. Okay. And one more thing I want to add is, is that before like in college for example I don't I don't remember really ever noticing the god moments because in college college was definitely a very empty time for me and I feel like because I felt so empty I would start running and running to people and things to fill the emptiness rather than to god um looking for him or in looking to him in in my day-to-day life um but that would just always leave me feeling so much more empty um and like throughout all of those times I like I couldn't grasp what the emptiness was um but but instead of just facing it and facing the fact that I felt empty I kept trying to run from it and and distracting myself with other things and, and people. And so I just was like living, I was living very selfishly and, and for myself. Um, and through that, like none of that, I just would not notice the little things that God was doing for me throughout my life and throughout my days. Um, because I wasn't, I wasn't running to him. I wasn't 
I wasn't trying to get closer to him or to get to know him. But now, since I've started to get closer to God and, and to get to know him more and I'm, I'm choosing to live for him and not myself anymore, I can see him so much more working throughout my day and just the little ways that he blesses me, which is so, so cool. So, yeah, that's, that's my story. And I feel as if our stories are really similar because we kind of had this same light switch moment at the family reunion that we wanted God as the center of our life and like we just wanted it for ourselves rather than this is type of like a routine thing, something that we like have to do and we're told to do um, as a Catholic. But so before the family reunion, um, my whole life, I've been going to Catholic schools and I'm still at a Catholic school, um, Scranton University. I'm a junior now, but these past two years, I feel as if I didn't choose it for myself. I was kind of just doing the routine things and doing like the Catholic things that you have to do, um, because you're like told, you know, like Sunday mass and praying, um, but it wasn't as if I wanted it for myself. And I noticed the effect it had on everything in my life. The way I would treat people, the things I desired to do and um, for entertainment, the people like I would want to hang out with and all these things. And I noticed that it affect like everything, right? And I felt as if I was living such a selfish life and like having fun and being around people was like my main priority in life which is really sad because I didn't have God as the center of my life I was searching for my identity in so many other things and people and you know I would always just be keeping myself super distracted so that I didn't have to have those moments alone by myself like in my thoughts and you know it would be God just trying to tell me something and I would ignore it by making myself distracted with club sports or um, hanging out with people, you know, doing homework, going to work, like all these things, just being busy all the time and doing, doing, doing. Like I always needed to be doing something, right? And it was only because I just hated those moments where I was just alone and I wasn't at peace. Whenever I was alone, I was super uneasy. And it was because I would ask myself, like, okay, do I, like, do I like myself? Like, who am I becoming? Like, what am I doing? And I wouldn't like the answer to that question. So I would just be busy, you know, and keep myself distracted so that I didn't have to think about that. Um, and I was still, like, going to Sunday Mass and stuff, but I just felt like I didn't want it for myself it was only because I was I it was like a check checkbox like Anna was saying things that I just had to check off to do um and so I think that was the one of the biggest things that kept me from having that relationship with God was distraction and I was having it's crazy because I think about it now and I'm like wow for those two years of college the devil was trying to 
blind me from the fact that I needed God in my life by like seeing my life as super fun, right? So I'd be like, oh, wow, I'm, I got it. I got it all, you know, I got these friends, um, you know, I'm part of this. I, I'm having fun. I, you know, I don't like need him, right? And I would only go to God when I like needed him, you know, when I was sad or when I was going through something really difficult. But when I was having so much fun, I was like, you know, that's, I'm good, right? I'm okay. Which is horrible, and that's the devil just trying to cover that up, right? And make it look as if you don't need God, and you don't need those moments with God. And you didn't need to have those times in prayer because that was just kind of like a waste of time, you know? You need to be doing something 24-7. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until the family reunion where I was surrounded by all these really good solid catholic people and i could just like feel god's presence like i could i remember the last day when we were at mass i was like wow you know god is here right now speaking to me and he wants me to lead this reunion to go find those people in my life to find these really good people in my life to help me in my faith journey and yeah me and anna Michelle, we'd stay up at night and just like talk about our past and our faith journey and where we were and where we wanted to improve. And it was great because we were receiving all these like really good advice from our cousins and aunts and uncles about like their past mistakes and what they learned from them. And I was just like, wow, I can actually like relate to them. Like, I would always, like, see all of them as just, like, okay, they're perfect, they got all together, they got all these kids, you know, like, they've always been that way, but when we would talk to them, they'd be like, no, like, you know, we made these mistakes, this is, like, what we did, and here I am today, and, you know, I'm so much happier um, devoting my life to God and trying to live a Christ-like life rather than trying to find my identity and the other things, you know? Um, so it was really cool to, like, just be able to relate to them. And, you know, they have a path, too. Because I always felt as if, ugh, like, they got it all together and I just don't, you know? I can never be like that. But um, they were never, like, born this way. They had to go through some hard times and figure it out on their own and want God for themselves. They weren't just like told to do these certain things and you know that's how they found God they had to like really desire him for themselves right um so yeah after the reunion I was just so on fire and so ready to learn more and so this just sparked all these conversations and with all these people you know from work with my friends and listening to podcasts, reading books, and just, like, wanting to learn more and to get stronger in my faith. And that's when I really started to form that relationship with God and have those moments of silence like Anna does. And I would drive to work and talk to God as if he's in my passenger seat. And I noticed that that made a huge difference in the rest of my day. 
with how I was treating people, serving people, and just, you know, having conversation with people and working. Um, but yeah, just having those moments of like peace and quiet, I feel as if that's when the Holy Spirit really intervenes. When you're just, you know, letting your heart listen to whatever God wants to tell you, you know, rather than always just being distracted, being busy, always having to do something, be with someone, you know, just have those moments alone. And I had a lot of those moments this summer of just being by myself and, you know, talking to God and just figuring out where I needed to improve and, you know, thinking about the next step, um, in my faith journey. Um, but I feel so much happier now. Um, just being at peace rather than keeping my mind always going and busy. I really make sure to have those moments of like peace and quiet with God. And it's just crazy to see the effect that it has on my life. Because once I noticed that my deepest, strongest desire was to know God and love God, like all my desires changed changed like I didn't want to do the things that I liked in the past like those things didn't even interest me anymore it's just crazy because you know he really just getting closer to him really like changes the way you live your day-to-day life and the people you want to surround yourself with and the things you just want to do and I'm not always just craving to have fun 24 7 Like, now what I crave is just that relationship with God and just getting stronger and stronger. Um, Because there are so many ways that I need to improve, which is fine because that's everyone. No one's perfect. Only God is perfect. So it's just crazy that I had this moment one day when I was taking out the trash at work and it was... um, kind of like later in the evening and it was just raining and I'm like dumping these trash bags into the dumpster and I just had this moment and I was like wow I'm so happy right now I'm just so at peace and I know God wants me here right now working in this elderly home taking care of these residents and He wants me here right now serving him and doing his will. And I'm so at peace with that. And it was just funny because I was like taking out the trash. And here I was like having this moment like just so at peace. And that was the first time I've ever felt that. Because for me, one of the hardest things was like being alone, like at peace. Because I know I'm part of a big family and... So I've always been around people and then at school, you know, part of all these activities. So always around people. And so the hardest thing for me was just like being alone and being at peace with that. And that was like the first moment that in my life that I really felt that peace. And I just started talking out loud to God and I was like, wow, like here I am a sinner. I'm aware of that I'm a sinner. And I could still feel how much you love me and 
you know, your mercy is still available. Like, the past two years of college, I have just been distracting myself from you and running away from you. Just like the story of the prodigal son, he runs away from his father and he's gone for a while, but then he returns and his father's arms are wide open. So excited, ready to have this feast with his son, just happy for him to return home. Knowing that he had been away from his father sinning for a long time, but he's just happy he's home. And I just like love that story because I feel like I could really resonate with that. And I'm like, wow, like God still loves me, even though I'm a sinner. And like, it's just crazy. And it's like, I mean, it's really hard to grasp because you're like, wow, like, how can you love me that much? Like, you know, but it's so beautiful because we don't deserve God love, God love. We just, you know, he loves us no matter what. And he loves us because we are his sons and daughters. And just like the story of the prodigal son, um, And yeah, I just, I mean, that's kind of my story and kind of where I'm at right now. Um, You know, I'm, it's a struggle every single day. I'm, I wake up and try to like find those moments of the day where I could find some peace and quiet. And it's hard when you're super busy with that work and, you know, doing all sorts of things. But I really um, can just see the difference that it's having in my life now and so I never want to return to my old habits and my old ways and I want to bring this to me um wherever I do go and that's kind of why we started this podcast so that we could you know share our stories and hope that other people can learn from them and kind of try to find that peace and relationship with God for themselves so yeah that's just my story because I mean like we were saying I feel like we tend to get so distracted and we're kind of like trying to find something to make us happy and we think by staying busy that will like help us I don't know be happy but you have to realize that when God isn't in the center of your life and you're not working towards getting to know him better then that's it it just makes it so much harder to really put purpose into your daily life so I like how you mentioned that yeah um but anyways so my name is Michelle and so yeah I also grew up in very Catholic family so I was blessed with a Catholic education and being taught like the Catholic teaching teachings of the church since that's you know like vitally important for sharing those values and um, just knowing learning our purpose at such an early age and developing like a better understanding of our life and dignity and like why we are here I mean, obviously, it was harder when we were younger because, you know, as you guys were saying, it kind of just felt like routine rather than 
a desire to be there and want to know God on another level. But, you know, as I got older, once I went to Oakcrest, that's kind of when I started to grow in my faith. And then I remember I did this one internship and it was kind of like we were just cooking, doing laundry. And I, oh yeah, I remember it was three week internship and I was basically doing laundry for the majority of the time though with this one lady, Ceci. And she was probably the happiest 75 year old woman I have ever met. And she had been um, doing that for, I forget, 60 years or something like that, just folding clothes, ironing them. And it was just crazy to see how that brought her so much joy because she knew that what she was doing was an act of service and, you know, like why she was there. And I just remember I knew her for, what was it, three, I think it was three years. And she just had such a big role in my life. And she she was honestly just truly like a remarkable person just to see what she had to go through and would still have a smile on her face even though she eventually couldn't move any of her arms or legs but still was so happy and um so that was such an I just loved working with her and that was all throughout high school and then um, I remember in college, so once I started college, obviously it was harder to kind of grow in my faith because I was kind of just focused on having a good time, meeting as much, many people as I could. And so I didn't really fully comprehend like my mission or like the message of the church until I started actually going to mass at in college and because it was so it's actually it was really sad because I remember when once I started to go to daily mass there was only like a couple people there and it's harder when not everyone's doing it you know um so I kind of had a hard time integrating my faith throughout my daily life but Um, then I realized, you know, like we have to face so many challenges in our society that make us make it easy to sin. And it was kind of, it was just harder to live that life striving for holiness when not everyone is on that same path. Um, but anyways, so that was, I mean, you know, college, you have so many temptations. So it's kind of hard to choose to be morally good and always seek the common good and the well-being of everyone. Um, But so, I, I mean, I try, I remember I was just trying my best to continue to, you know, participate in going to mass, growing closer to God and, you know, living with integrity and compassion and understanding the importance of prayer throughout my daily life. Because I mean, that's how, uh, 
I was able to really trust in God's plan. Cause I, re- I remember it was like freshman year and I literally had zero dollars in my bank account. <laughs> and, um, I just remember being like, well, I mean, I literally wouldn't be able to go out anywhere with friends. And when I did, I would just sit there in the restaurant and pretend like I was full. And that was hard because I just had so much already on my plate that, you know, it was hard to get a job when you're doing a sport and in school at the same time. But I was like, you know what? There's a plan. Um, We're going to make this work. And then I remember sophomore year, it was harder because once COVID hit, it was like second semester of sophomore year. And then that's when I decided to go on a mission trip to Colorado. And that was like a life-changing experience because first of all, it was two weeks before the Colorado trip. And I just really wanted to do a mission trip, but you know, I was like, okay, this is so last minute. Like I won't be able to find anything, but then I was able to like someone had dropped out or something. And then I was able to go, I went to my church, spoke about what I was going to do and how I was going to be serving at a homeless shelter and living with little sisters of the poor. So I was able to raise enough to go for a week in Colorado. And I want to say like, that was just, I mean, waking up at 4am and going to this homeless shelter, serving these veterans, other families, and, you know, people who don't have really anyone to go to. That was probably the hardest thing. Cause I would be talking to some of these, some of these people and they're, honestly like they were so fun to talk to but just knowing that they had no one was really hard and I kind of just realized how blessed I am with a big family and so many people that I could go to um but anyway so then you know just on that trip I learned the importance of prayer and service and kind of, it kind of just widened my perspective on the outlook of life and, you know, kept in mind that identity is, my identity is found in Christ. And, you know, by doing these acts of service, it was, it, it just felt like I grew in my, like, my relationship with God on such, like, another level in just one week. And, um, and then I was so, it it was hard coming back because then it was like COVID. So, you know, just coming back home, it was harder because I just knew so many people were struggling and had no one, had no money, no home. And, you know, it was hard knowing that I probably won't be able to see those people again, you know. Um, but anyway, so yeah. And then I did another focus mission trip a couple weeks ago and that was more of like a camping retreat where 
you know, we did a lot of things outdoors, but on top of that, we had a lot of time for prayer and reflection. And it was, that was something like I really needed. Cause I feel like sometimes you're just so caught up and, or you're kind of just so busy doing whatever you have to do, you know, work, school, and you're not really, you know, taking that time out of your day to reflect and pray. So it was just going to Utah was such a nice break. And then um, after I came back from Utah, I got a job as a waitress and then a job at um, Washington Hospital Center on the burn trauma ICU. So I did that for a couple weeks and I feel like by seeing, I mean, I always knew I had a passion for nursing, but once I started to work on the ICU, that's when I realized that this would be such a neat, I mean, just seeing the nurses demonstrate their love for these patients and, you know, knowing that, I mean, these patients need more than just physical care. They need spiritual, mental, you know, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. just seeing them care for the whole person, I thought was truly remarkable. And just to be there caring for them and, you know, walking into patients' rooms and just talking to them and reala- realizing how big of a difference just one conversation can make in someone's day. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I've, I've kind of learned like there's this one um, in Psalm 20. It's may, there's a quote and it says, may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. And that's something I look back at all the time to know that, you know, God's in control and to really trust his plan and working through discernment to better understand and see where God is calling me in my life. Because, I mean, obviously, we don't know where we're going to be 10 years from now. But just knowing that God does have a plan for us is really helps me be at peace, you know. And just knowing that, I remember one of my focused missionaries, she said, you're, you're a saint. And that kind of struck me because she was saying how, you know, when you place your trust in Jesus Christ, like you're qualified to be a saint. So he's, Jesus is always going to be there to help you overcome that sin. But, you know, just knowing that you are qualified and just living, you know, your life in prayer and being at peace with knowing that God does have a plan for you. I don't know that that has kind of just helped me throughout these past years when, you know, you go through certain struggles and you're, you're like asking yourself, why, like, why does, why did this have to happen to me? But, Mm -hmm. you know, everything does work out and there's a reason for everything. And that that's kind of helped me realize that, there's, I mean, obviously there's a purpose 
like God has a purpose for everything and his I don't know it, his, it will all work out <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> but um yeah that's pretty much all I have to share I feel like we all have very similar stories yeah because we're all kind of like around the same age um I mean you just graduated from college but like Michelle and I are still in college and we're also family and we all went to the Mm -hmm. same family reunion and that's kind of like where the switch was for us I feel like the biggest like like the change happens when you don't live in shame anymore like once you Mm -hmm. realize you can open up and use your story for good because we all have mistakes in our past and like for so long I didn't want to talk about it it was just like okay no that's just like like something that I did like that's personal like that's something that's going to stay silent but shame is always isolating like because that's a part of you that you're holding off from other people Mm -hmm. and that holds you back from forming like a deeper relationship and like just realizing that we could talk to each other about it and relate on so many levels like and that there's always people that can relate to you is so yeah like redeeming like God can use your story and like do so much good with it and do so much good with you. And I feel like that was just so like, it's just so freeing. Mm-hmm. I think also another thing is that you can hear all the best advice in the world, all really, really good advice on how to do this, that how to be a saint, how to get to heaven, all these things, but that's not going to change anything. The only thing that can change that is God's grace. And so you have to actually pray for that and pray to God to help you to become a saint and to get to heaven and to live that out. So you can hear really good advice and give really good advice, but that's not going to do anything. You have mm-hmm. to actually take that time to pray, even though like you do have those moments where it's like, oh, I don't really want to right now. Oh, I'm really busy. Oh, it's really hard. But that's the only way that we're going to get to heaven. Yeah, and I think, I mean, prayer, um, that's guidance for your spiritual well-being, but you're also interceding for others. And I think that's really important to know, like, you're praying not only for yourself, but also helping others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, you can't, help others you can't like live your life as this missionary who goes around and preaches the good news to everyone because although that's a good thing it starts with your inner self and you need to have those moments with God and pray to help you with your own struggles with your own imperfections in order to go out to do that because you can't serve others if you yourself are just kind of, you know, doing whatever you want. You know, you can't preach the good news without actually living it out yourself. Yeah. Well, I think that is all. That was all really, it was really good because we've all had these conversations, but I never heard it all said in one sitting. Yeah. Like we talk about these things all the time, but it's really cool to hear someone's like full on testimony. And, like, where they really, like, found God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, and obviously we were, like, a lot, like, briefer, like, very, like, summed up. But it's, yeah, like, 
it's so mm-hmm. cool to hear it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you get the main idea. Yeah, yeah. We can go into detail some other time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's just it's it's cool to see how you know you you grow up in a Catholic family and you kind of assume like your identity rather than like finding it out on your own. You know, at such a young age, and then eventually, you know, it wasn't until late high school or college where we really found out our purpose mm-hmm. you know and actually yes. what our identity is and how i don't know we mm-hmm. can grow in our faith and place our trust in god's plan you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah amen <laughs> and also one sorry one more thing to add um we're not like saying oh, now here we are perfect because no. I don't want that to, like, like come off that way because, like, of course we're not. But we all just kind of, like, changed our deepest inner desire, and that's just to get to know God. And that's yeah. just kind of where we're at. We're yeah, not yeah. like, oh, this I was a horrible person before, and now here I am, and I'm perfect. I'm yeah. a saint, no, right? Yeah. No. Not everyone's perfect, but it's just... Yeah. The fact that now we know how to strive for holiness yeah. through our daily life and kind of integrate our faith throughout everything that we do rather than just having it be a routine, but actually, yeah. you know, coming home and, you know, sharing that faith with others, you know, your family or through just like little things that you do throughout the day, acts of service or certain stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not talking about like, yeah, like perfection in any way, but it's just like the freedom and like peace that we've found. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in this like realization and like choice to want to actually pursue God. ourselves. Yeah. 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 And we're only saying this and, putting it out there like we literally started this podcast lighthouse because we wanted to just share people like what we found and i don't know it works for us so like we're just letting you know right (laughs) um i mean the whole reason why we started lighthouse was because we had this experience we had this realization and we just wanted to share it with other people and I'm so much happier now, like having this desire desire to know God, and we just wanted to, I don't know, show it to others and like, you know, pray that maybe other people can like learn from our story. Um, I don't know, and just like apply it to their own lives. Yeah, and I think it's important to share your faith journey because by doing that you know, you're touching other people's hearts and they can see their story within your story. And that's why I find it so neat because that's how a lot of people can grow closer to one another and to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I just remember from the family reunion, like we were so blown away by like everyone else's story. And we're like, whoa, they have a past. Like, whoa they haven't always been this way and like we want to be more like them and 
they didn't they weren't like born like that you know they had to like go through these life experiences make these mistakes and that's why they are the way they are today yeah Um, so yeah we just wanted to like be that for other people in case like maybe they can like learn something and it's not like oh you can learn something from us no it's like the people we interview (laughs) and they can (laughs) learn something from them but then also just um that God speaking through others and I don't know maybe and just hoping like people, people can like relate to like yeah mm-hmm, to like our stories yeah. yeah and it's kind of like we're like planting seeds in their hearts you know mm-hmm. and so from hearing what we have to say hopefully people can learn from you know what we were struggling with and understand that it's okay to you know, not always be okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you're not always going to be perfect, but it's you're important never be perfect. to know, like you, you're always striving to be with God and mm-hmm. that's what's most important. Yeah. 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 We're not on here saying we are perfect because I know I'm far from it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's, a wrap to the conversation that was really really cool to hear um and yeah um for our next one hopefully it's not in another three weeks because <laughs> that was a really long break that we did not mean to take yeah um but yeah thanks for listening and god we- loves you god loves you <laughs> 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 all right hopefully see you in a week <laughs>